This is the Dennis Miller Option. Your source of opinions, stories, and laughs from comedian and inactivist Dennis Miller and his guy Friday, Christian Blatt. What's up, Hiroshi? Let's light this candle. Ladies and gentlemen, Dennis Miller. Hey, folks. Welcome to the Dennis Miller Option. Christian, how are you? I'm really good, Dennis. Well, you sound good today. Um, is Christian not here yet? He's not. Not yet. Almost. Oh, that is beautiful. I can't wait. I, I, I needed something to, because uh, I'm overly calm today. And uh, um, I listened to my seven days of calm mindfulness introduction under the beautiful tutelage of Tamara Levitt on my new Calm app. Um, we have a sponsor I'm super proud of, uh, although I'm, I'm hoping uh, much of my uh my podcast is built on surly agitation, and I feel so mellow now. I feel like Ansel Adams lounging at Walden Pond or something because I'm using this new uh, Calm app. You know, there's a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety in the world. I'm working two 45-minute podcast shifts a week, so you know I'm under. It's like uh, building the Panama Canal. Uh, sometimes it, when you hear me on the show and my mind's free associating, I have a little trouble shutting it off. I found if I do a um, meditation after. Now, I had also found meditation to be a little regimented, and I was looking for more um, varied experience. I think I was doing it more boot campy, more Paris Island. But the... Uh, Providently, for me, we've got a new sponsor, and they put me onto this app that I'm allowed to use for a couple months. And I can tell you, um, it's fun. It's cool. It's the number one app to help you reduce your anxiety and stress called Calm. If you head to Calm, and I might be mispronouncing that because I'm like Pittsburghese. Wait a second. Somebody at the gate. It must be Christian. He probably panicked that he couldn't find parking down there. <laughs> Had to drive all the way up here. As I said, Christian, if you do walk in, get over your panic. Get over your stress. Calm.com slash Miller, and you'll get 25% off a Calm premium subscription. What I was saying is I have trouble with L's and R's. Sort of like Tom Brokaw, I guess, <laughs> growing up in Pittsburgh. But uh, Calm will give you guided meditations. You can pick from whether you want to deal with your anxiety, your stress, your focus, and uh, you can include a brand new meditation each day. They have these sleep stories, which are bedtime stories for adults designed to help you relax. You can head to the magical lavender fields of southern France with Stephen Fry, or you can listen to Calm. No, it's one of the ones on there. Uh, a lot of soothing music and more. Right now, Dennis Miller Option listeners get 25% off a Calm premium subscription at calm.com slash Miller. That's C-A-L-M dot com slash Miller. And get unlimited access to all of Calm's content today at calm.com slash Miller. Get calm. Stop stressing. I actually decided to go ahead without the show today, or without uh, Christian today on the show, because I'm so, I'm in a light, airy state of mind. And can I tell you, folks, I think Christian, I don't know, maybe lately has been putting a hitch in my giddy-up. He's so negative, and I'm so blissed out with calm that it might be time to, uh, no, I is Christian in there yet? <laughs> no, he 
he's parking. <laughs> like right now, he's all right. He's parking. L- l- let let me be frank. Then I'm stressing without Christian in the sidecar. Let me put my earbuds in here. He wanted Once to really again. show you his worth. Tamara Levitt, Seven Days of Calm, my intro lecture. Focus on your breathing. Okay, he's at the door. You're flying solo for a second. You got this. Thank you, calm. By the way, I'll be performing March 23rd in Fort Lauderdale alongside John Lovitz, Daryl Hammond, and Rob Schneider. Ironically, alongside of them, we're doing some weird thing where we all stand next to each other and is that the we, same thing that the beatles did when they uh, all hung out together the little man <laughs> i married the fuck are you what what, what are you doing stars hey. and hot shoulder rolling hey. at the show at three show starts two? at 12 big man it was eleven fifty-nine. Okay, we jump i was <laughs> hey, feeling it. you jump <laughs> i sit christ it's like i'm i'm working with uh, jack webb on Dragnet. All right, I'm taking my Union 5. I'll be back. 1258 <laughs> tools down. <laughs> my partner, Bill Gannon, and I were working in Funko <laughs> on East Los Angeles. We had heard something about a typhus scare in the tent city that had cropped up. I know nothing. <laughs> Can you imagine that I have to have a talk with my kid who lives down there in Chinatown and tell him to dodge Typhusville? Yeah, it's, uh, it's rough down there. Jeez. The caring hearts of liberalism <laughs> in L.A. Thank you very much for that. Um, next, it'll be the uh, it'll be gin fever. Have you ever? There's a place in London, Christian. Oh, look! I can't even recount unless you're here. And you miss my you miss my. Uh, I, I have a. I'm seeing someone else outside of you in my life. Calm.com slash Miller. Thank God. And it mellowed me out to the point where I went to start the show, which is built heavily on agitation, and I couldn't even I couldn't even do it. I couldn't summon it up. Then Nobody agitates you. Wade, in an essence, pissing on me and my endeavors. Yes. Uh, has agitated me up. I go, what are you, crooking fucking bubble wrap over there? What are you doing? Is that a sandwich or something? What are you doing? I can't believe we have 45 minutes every two days that we have to do a show. You're rolling in at one minute after, and I can hear you breaking out some baklava or something. What is that? It's a delicious Quiznos sandwich, just in case uh, they would like to become just, a sponsor. Can we do a couple minutes before? <laughs> Jesus, I thought it was your uh, your adult diaper or something, because I know I've been on the road with you. Yeah. And, uh, well, I'm a delight to leave it at that. I was doing a little more of that on the road the other day. Christian had to go down to Houston to do oh, a yeah. gig. And there was a lady talking really loud, and oh, I just jumped in her conversation. my favorite thing. And she got pissed at me. What? Well, I said to her, I said, I thought you were talking to me. She had, she had earbuds in, and you know, I said, take the 3500. Uh, you know, she was saying that. She said, well, we shouldn't take the 3500 And, you know, real loud, just into her business. I always think this is one of those people who is always, uh, I can't believe that they didn't get a FISA warrant to see that I bought galoshes on Amazon. You know, they're always paranoid about that shit. She's sitting there in a waiting area talking about their audit or something. Take the 3500 So I leaned over to her. Don't take the I leaned over and said, you should take the 3500 <laughs> And she's what? And I said, oh, I thought you were asking me. 
<laughs> was so loud and we're just sitting next to each other. And she actually got pissed. But I, I, isn't that the way you should deal with that? I, I think it is. Is it I, up to me? It's not like I can shut my eyes. There's no, uh, you know, water world slit that comes over my ears to shut out somebody else's bullshit. So shut up when you're in public. I mean, I think that's what most people do. They just That's all it. it took was for you to come in the door and start breaking open a fucking sub sandwich for me to get pissed again. What? It, uh, it's my pacemaker. It sounds like it's been mummified. What? It, it didn't. King Tut wasn't wrapped in this much adhesive. What, what is that? Great. By the way, can uh, the the other day I was sitting here doing the show. Not really, but I needed some vague setup for this joke. And a uh, manservant came into my chamber and had uh, something rolled up in a CVS receipt. <laughs> and he put it on the floor and kicked it and rolled it in. It was Cleopatra. <laughs> That's how he smuggled her into the, the chambre, the ages. Now, I'm watching, I, I know everybody's supposed to act like this is in, uh, this is just happening even a second before, or my day doesn't start till your day starts. That's right. That's the podcasting. Somebody thing. clicks on it and you do it yeah. live in their ears. But I'm watching this cat named Powell, who's the Fed chairman. Can you imagine having this much power? No. Because, you know, literally you're watching the letters and numbers go from red to green as he uses, misuses conjunctions or something. And uh, y y this is how closely this guy is analyzed. But uh, at the moment, it seems the economy is going well. 71% of Americans approve of it. Yeah. Good for Trump. I'm so sick of hearing about it. Christ, get this report out. Did you see Trump today? He's beautiful. Oh, I was saying, and you're probably listening to this tomorrow. But it's today, and you're an adult, and you have to deal with it. Christ. Um, but... Um, the only man with more influence than Trump is this Fed chairman. And the only man with more influence than either one of them is that Hawaiian strip mall judge who always <laughs> overrules shit. Who is that guy? Did I did I vote for him? Um, you know, it's funny. The thing about the podcast that I'm starting to notice is I used to have to get four lines in. And this is where com.com is helping me out because I'm able to focus. I used to have to get four lines into a bit that I told 10 minutes ago. <laughs> before I'd notice it and tackle the bit and throw it out. <laughs> now I'm getting around two lines. Yeah. Same. And I've done that Hawaiian bit like every day for 50 years now and thought I was, it was literally pretending in my head it was originating it, right? Sorry, I want to get you between bites here. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm uh, doing an <laughs> IV sandwich I can't now. I believe you can't. I haven't even eaten or eaten <laughs> or whatever that tense is. And hey, I'm taking a big bite out of life. Christian. No, it's like 39 <laughs> minutes. Uh, 38. It just put the sub away. <laughs> Walk away from the sub. If you could see this sub, you wouldn't put it away either. Jesus Christ. The people weren't in the subs this much when there was an open casting call for U571. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, slap. All right. Uh, Lovitz and I. Um, like the Hall of Presidents. We'll be all standing on stage together in Fort Lauderdale. I hear that Schneider's doing 15. Hammond's doing 15. So he must have wrote a new 10. Yeah, that's probably about right. I, I'd heard they're on a tight five. <laughs> Would 
used to be my CB handle. <laughs> um, so what's Lovitz doing? Like three and a half? Yeah, Lovitz is running across the stage. <laughs> Hello. It, that's all. It's like a shooting gallery. You have to get your squirt gun and fill up his ass, get the ball up to the top of his head. And then I do 45, so I've actually got to work. But, uh, be nice to see all the boys, although I haven't met Hammond. I haven't seen Schneider in ages. He disliked me for a while, but we'll see. I think he came back around, though. He did? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's, he's... I'm talking about me being a greed head. Yeah. And uh, I am. So there you go. I think yeah, I think that's I, what I'm here for is to be broke. I think he had a network sitcom. That's why that I got point. into showbiz. As a matter of fact, I thought, hey, I could stay in here and become a fucking wizard selling double pane storm windows, or I could become a comedian and make some gaitas. So sorry, excuse me. I was looking for something where not everybody could do it. I heard Isn't you were key to it at some point, Christian. Yeah, and I, I'm not giving you time to answer because I know you're gnawing on that uh, pecorino and jambon. It's a buffaletta. <laughs> Those aren't good, by the way. Yeah, they're disappointing, aren't they? Because it's I like had one the, in New Orleans. Yeah, it was all, you know, they mask everything. It seemed like old meat, mm -hmm. and they put this tapenade on it. Yeah, it's it's too strong. There was too much tapenade. I said, "This is like uh, all right." Got to come up with a tapenade reference now. I said, "Who made this tapenade? Hermes Pan." <laughs> Choreographer for the great Fred Astaire. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. Irma's pan. Irma's pawn. I don't know. I think Irma's pawn. I was playing the guy who made scarfs once, and that was his opening move. <laughs> pawn takes rook. You ever had anybody do that castle shit on you when you're playing? I'm a checkers guy. Oh, okay. Well, Sorry. Um... I don't even say king me anymore. I say trump me <laughs> when I get a checker through. Just to bug, just to bug the left. April 26th, I'm at Foxwoods in Mashantucket, Connecticut, where I'll be, uh, I'll be holding a chant, a sweat lodge, ironically, and uh, then doing some comedy. April 27th at the Chevalier Theater in Medford, Mass., and then Caboo which I believe is a festival in Correct. Texas, May 10th. And then May 18th at the St. George Theater on Staten Island. And I'm telling you, my career is getting more eclectic. As, as I've said, I've just ticked off five places that Johnny Cash has never been. It's <laughs> <laughs> hard to do. We have no guests today, I don't think. Not and today. We almost didn't have a sidekick. What is the sandwich now? I have to, I have to cop to being curious. What is it? Well, I uh, you just know give I, me the ingredients for Christ. So you can't come in and throw a skimboard in front of my gate on the beach here, tripping me up into the white water, and then not tell me what the ingredients on the sandwich are. Well, it's mostly tapenade because we've already established mm -hmm. in the bit that it's a muffaletta, so I can't I can't break that now. Love you know? me some tapenade. Um, There's a lot of head cheese. Have you ever seen head cheese? I have. Yes. Holy God. I used to have to sell that at a deli and uh, in Pittsburgh. And I would literally try to have an intervention with the people, <laughs> a head cheese intervention, where I'd say, you know, this is every skull bit. You know, but some people get off on that. 
There's a guy who does an odd food show where he likes to eat stuff like, you know, he's a, mm, can I have a, mm, I'll have a hot pocket with jowl. Like, oh, wow. Let's just get some white meat chicken or something. But I it's go not, very basic. It's not jowl season. How could you? Some people love all that. I think it's called awful, awful, O-F-A-L. And it's funny that that, I mispronounce that as awful because it could be for me. But some people like that stuff. I'm reading a book by a guy named Simon Hopkinson called Chicken and Other Tales, uh, Roasted Chicken and Other Tales. And then there's a second one called More Helpings of Chicken. He's a bit of a sardonic guy, sort of Bourdain, but uh, much better writer. And, uh, and in, you know, interesting British take on things. And he loves his awful and I hope I'm not mispronouncing that. If I am, I'm referring to uh, uh, the filmmaker Ophels, who uh, did Madame Defarge and the uh, Madame D, um, who also is P.T. Anderson's favorite filmmaker, if I'm not mistaken. I think that's his favorite film. Didn't we get that off him once? Yes. When he was, uh, he was a good cat. Why don't you try to get him on here, Christian? That's a great idea. I like P.T. We could talk films with him. He was such a regular fellow for making yeah. such, uh, you know, to me, he's like a, an American Bergman or something. Very, very uh, interesting films. So let's try to get him. It is P.T. Anderson or is that the running back who came in for the Rams at the end of the season? <laughs> when I do feel bad for Todd Gurley, by the way. I mean, he's sitting there on the mother load. He's the number one back in the world. And all of a sudden he's got arthritis of the knees. Right when he's in the kill zone, no, no wonder they're trying to sit on it. Yeah. Uh, because he must be thinking, God, I could be good for 15. Or maybe he did sign. But I, I don't know if the money's all guaranteed. I, it's a bad time in the young man's uh, career to uh, come up with arthritis of the knees. But it, that game will turn you old quickly. So Max Ophels was that cat's name. And P.T. Anderson loved his film, The Earrings of Madame De. And uh, we'll try to get him on. And, and Christian, can you send me an email to ask Jimmy Connors on our hike tomorrow if he'll come on? Sure. Yeah, that'd I'm be great. Thinking, Why don't we call Jimmy? But then I forget. <laughs> but God, he has the best tennis stories when, when we hike. And I'd love to get him on. And that is a gritty, tough-minded cat. Man. Dig me some Jimmy. Good friend. Um, all right. So what are we going to do today? We're going to... Uh, and Trump, by the way, this morning was uh, beautiful talking. Uh, you know what? I was watching Trump leave the, uh, and I know it's yesterday or tomorrow for you, but this is yesterday, today. Um, he, I love, nobody works the area between the White House and the chopper like Trump. <laughs> I was saying, how is he so good at this? And then I thought, this is just his life. He had a chopper that took him to a private plane when he wasn't president. <laughs> You know, a lot of these other guys, the, the community organizers and all the cats have been scamming it in the bubble forever. They didn't have this life. This is this is Trump's. In some ways, the plane's probably shittier on the inside and the chopper. <laughs> but I thought this was his day in 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 uh, in the real world. So today he calls Kellyanne Conway's husband a nutcase. I saw that. <laughs> well, he is. What a buzzkill. Listen, if you hate Trump, that's fine. Trump's uh, hateable to a lot of people. I don't take it all that seriously, and I think he's doing some great things, great things for the country. So I, I am not within a million miles of hating Trump, but I can see on certain days where if you don't 
take him with a grain of salt or laugh at it. He would drive you apoplectic. He's driven that fat slug husband of hers absolutely apoplectic. He's sitting there in his feety jammies in the middle of the game. Well, what does he do, by the way? Does he have a gig? Or is he just like, uh, Christ, he tweets so much, I, I assume he's getting help getting into Yale or something. Because he's, he's like an inf... And he's like a, a, a feckless influencer, if that's possible. A, a toothless influencer, but Trump just calls him. And I was just thinking, wouldn't the guy shut up just because his wife has a good job? How many times in history have you seen a movie or a book or, or, or real life where a woman has to shut up when she hates the guy's boss for him to have a good career? It's in every movie. Oh, he's not coming over, is he? Yeah, put a nice pot roast on, honey. He's the boss. It's like Darren and Samantha with Larry Tate. <laughs> is he coming over? We were going to... Which warlock fuck tonight, weren't we? Which warlock fuck? That's my favorite Molly Crew album. I know. Me too. <laughs> uh, by the way, George Conway is a lawyer. Oh, so like I said, he should get a fucking job. <laughs> what a slug. You think he'd just shut up because his wife is one of uh, Trump's five confidants. And she looks harried to begin with, you know? So, does she need this stress? And I'm telling you, all these people who say Trump's paradox, can you believe the uh, people he keeps in his circle that he shouldn't? Sessions, well, Sessions was in there for two years walking around just saying, I, I taught, I taught, putty tat. And he kept him. He, he he kept these uh, the guy and his uh, you know the guy who's a girl and he had little mean girl vines about him. He said, "Hey, tell me how he had to do." I mean, he, he, Comey he kept Comey for a while, and he keeps uh, Kellyanne Conway. You think he'd just say, "Hey, tell your jerk husband to shut up, or I'll whack you." But I can't believe the guy wouldn't say, "Oh, can, can I have let my wife have a nice gig? She's having fun." She's in my been in my shadow, as is half the fucking neighborhood. Have a diet coke, because I, I don't even live back east. I'm half in your shadow. Look at your ass. Get your head out of your ass and look at it. That's all I ask. That's all I ask of the people. I was uh, I was going and by to. By the way, weren't you going to win, win tunnel test my idea for the flat TV that I can go into and beat the shit out of people I disagree with? I have wind tunnel tested it, but uh, uh, Doctor Stephen Strange has not returned my calls yet. He seems to be the only one who could figure it out. Code name: Purple Rose of Cairo. <laughs> uh, purple Rose of Chiron. Oh, is that beautiful? I love that. Look what I do. Look what this I is. What do. you do. I can oh. never explain to anybody. <laughs> <laughs> Where, how do how do we get over the, the amount of subscribers we have? Is it around fifty thousand? Uh, let's say yes. Oh, it isn't. It's no. It's not. Uh, it's not where it was uh, before. You know, because we uh, we went on sabbatical. We had to walk the earth like Kane from Kung Fu for a little bit, <laughs> and then when we came back, people uh, people had left. Well, I'm doing this Ben Shapiro show. They tell me that each show he does has a million listeners oh somebody possible somebody got a hold of you about that okay well when they said he has a million listeners i thought my god what well certainly uh, there's got to be uh it's a good thing for me to do that what should i do when i'm on should i be like this 
or should I do what he does to get people to come over? Because I can play it either way. I, I think a, I think a mix of both. I'm sure he wants to talk to you because you know he's a fan of yours and he would well, like. He's to. always a nice kid. Yeah. Right? we knew him when he was, he was young. like 16. He was on. I think it was the CNBC yeah, show. Lovely yeah, lovely young guy. Now he must be a media mogul yeah. if he has a million listeners. Yeah, I mean it's 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 a better it's a better shot as we say in in show business than doing you know most late night talk shows because of how many people he gets. All right, I'll go on and I'll try to become a regular or something. Cause, yeah. uh you know what? Whenever I uh, asked you how, what we have, you won't even tell me because you don't want me on the ledge. Oh, you can, yeah, I'll send you an email. How many listeners do we have? And you'll write back pie. Yeah. And. Uh, Let's just put it this way. Lindsay's not even listening right now. All right. What's up in the world? (laughs) Uh, Well, what you were already talking about, I wanted to. We have no guests today. Uh, But uh, on Monday, we'll have Dr. Thomas Sowell. H and double O Sowell. Beautiful. I've got eight books sitting out here of Tommy Sowells. I'm a big fan. He's he's written them since Monday. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, he is... uh, What's Leno's old bit about the Evelyn Wood speed reading course? What the <laughs> fuck? Are they sitting outside a door with snow shovels? She's just a big eyeball. She's reading again. <laughs> they start shoveling the book in the door. Uh, do you have to, Do you have a TV in your room? I have one, but it's not on. I could. I could. I think put I'm it on. I'm looking at CNBC here. The uh, stock market channel. And I swear to God, on the split screen, their guest is Jesus, hip Jesus Christ guy. Oh. Uh, not now. It's the English guy interviewing him, but uh, not now. <laughs> not now. But uh, I'll tell you, doing TV on the radio. Well, you dig that band, by the way. TV on the radio? Yeah, they're good. Yeah, that is a killer band. Uh, uh, weighing in on uh, what you were Can't already talking that about. big guy dated Jennifer Aniston from, what was their name? Cougar Cats or something? Oh, uh, Cougar Adam Town? Derzik? Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy from Counting Crows. Uh, he... What did I call him? Cougar Cats? Yeah, Cougar Cats. <laughs> Same difference, really. Yeah, <laughs> I thought I you were mean... talking about Courtney. He dated Courtney Cox, uh, oh, who was on a show named Cougar Town. So that, that threw me off. No, no. no he was, no. He was a coxman. I'm telling you, this guy, anyway, he must be a coxman because I think he dated Jennifer Aniston, too. Both of them. If he got I'm Matthew Perry, that's a hat friend, trick. So they must have... <laughs> That must have been a, a, a sort of a pass around. Well, you know, uh, those friends did do everything together. <laughs> um, give me some items that are in the world, Christian, and I'll try to knock them off. Uh, well, weighing in on what we were already speaking about is someone much smarter than myself, uh, mm-hmm. Britt Hume, who he was commenting on President Trump's tweet about George Conway, and I thought it was interesting. Uh, Britt, Britt Hume writes... Why the President of the United States gets involved in petty disputes with someone most Americans have never heard of is beyond me. The same goes for his continuing feud with the late John McCain. Why bother? No, it's not. It, it's not beyond me, though. So as much as I respect Britt Hume, it's everybody. Every, that's the thing that's happened in the uh, social media ages. Everybody can't believe that their whimsies or predilections aren't yours. That's all that's happened. I, I find I find it uh, well deserved. I like that Trump won't step down. Uh, he doesn't get a fair shake in the press, so he does these mean girl spats. So it, when Brett says it's beyond him, after a few years of Trump, can you really keep doing that? I mean, can you still be 
I'm. It isn't beyond me. That's what they, he will be if 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 somehow he's such a good president that they give him another third term, uh, he'll do it. He'll do it's his his uh his death rattle will be trolling somebody. <laughs> so I just can't wake up every day. It is beyond me. And McCain, listen, McCain is an odd one for me because he did the most noble thing I've ever heard of as a young man, and then. At the end, quite frankly, for him to come in and throw that down vote and act like, you know, the you know, it's almost like uh, um, Ray Fiennes in Quiz Show when he plays Charles Van Doren and he arrives two minutes before class lets out at the college and all the bobby soxers aren't yet on the steps and he bends down in the car to fake tie his shoe to buy himself 30 seconds till he hears the bell and then he gets out. So he can walk up the steps and all the girls can build and coo at him. Well, that's what McCain did at the end. That whole thing about and then he comes up the steps, comes in a minute before and throws his thumb down when his states, uh, you know, uh, the the bills in his state are up more than any other state due to Obamacare. And just to shoot down Trump because Trump got in his kitchen, like I always said, I cannot believe that Donald Trump got that far. And I know his daughter now says that, yeah, maybe he is. I can believe McCain's in Trump's kitchen, but I can't believe that Trump was that far into McCain's kitchen. That he would do that silly thing. So, like I said, I'm of me. Trump doesn't like McCain. And certainly he was unlikable in that instance. And I don't think he did the denizens of his state any good. Uh, and I, yeah, that's a new thing I'm doing to break myself out from the pack. I'm not saying citizens anymore. I'm saying denizens. Remember, uh, with the old radio show, you wanted the listeners to be known as denizens at one point because oh, it's a play on your name. But you, you abandoned that pretty quickly. All right. As I will here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but one point on John McCain, he always thought you were very funny. Yeah, I like... Listen, is it possible that these things can both exist? That I, I like John when I was with him, which is three to five times in my life. I'm not trying to act hip, but I was with him and he made me laugh. And he was ballsy. It was funny. And that thing in the beginning where he says, I can't go to the men in front of me. go. That's, the, as I said, that is the most admirable thing I've ever heard in public life. But I can't say at the end when, his, when he's the senator from a state that's getting screwed that he doesn't come in and let the host of The Apprentice get so far in his kitchen that he does this crazy, uh, you know, feigned moment where he votes against the the thing that would help his state, I, I can't say I find it admirable. And like Trump said, he never liked him. And McCain never liked him. This whole antiseptic thing, like I'm so sick of Congress and Senate where they say my esteemed friend and then they disembowel him or her. <laughs> Just come on and say, listen, you're a jagoff. I think you're a jagoff. I heard Schumer this morning uh, talking about how um, we're so very close now to a trade deal with China, and one has to hope the president doesn't bail out early here and take a bad deal. Please, Mr. President. I thought, fuck Chuck Schumer. Has he ever been on board with any of this? How long has Schumer been there, that big jerk off? Has he ever done anything about China? No. Has he cautioned against Trump doing this? Yeah. And is now, is he going to jump on and say Trump's going to take a soft deal? Yeah. What am I to think about Chuck Schumer except he's utterly and completely full of shit? 
And and you're supposed to say my esteemed colleague might re- no, get out of here. It's not the real world. It's the the part of Trump I admire the most. He just flipped the Pharisees table over. They're all phonies, and uh, he's a phony. Once removed, either I can't tell if it's closer to the center of the dartboard or one circle out. He's as phony as anybody is, as phony as most humans are. When you see a completely authentic human, please aspire to them, make them the godfather or godmother to your kids, and uh, try to live the life they lead. How many of them you bumped into or completely pure of heart? At least Trump waited six decades to get into this bullshit. And now he won't take any of their crap. They're all phonies. I find him a more entertaining phony and on some things much more authentic than they've ever dreamed about being. Uh, and in, uh, in terms of uh, Schumer's CV, he uh, was first in the House of Representatives in 1981. And he was in the New York State Assembly from 1975 to 1980. So uh, 44 years of uh, being essentially yeah. a politician. So, uh, More yeah, than my whole we lifetime. We were all noticing that all the Oakland A's had grown handlebar mustaches. This motherfucker started his career, and now he's still in there telling you, I hope President doesn't fold to China. Get out of here. So anyway, that's the best part of Trump for me. It's a bullshit system, and I mean utterly full of shit. And he flipped the whole thing. You don't have 355 on yet, do you? I do. I see cool Jesus. Isn't Man. this cool Jesus? Yeah. Oh, oh! Now he's uh, splitting a box with yeah. the four other people. No, no, no! I, I want the camera say? on What'd cool Jesus. He's, there he is. Yeah, this is great. I, I don't. I, I'd, I'd give him. My a shout temple out. should be a house of prayer, but you have made <laughs> it a den of thieves. Get out! Get out! <laughs> oh Christ, that hurt. Why do I do that? I do that every once in a while. I hurt my uvula. Yeah. And also that thing that hangs <laughs> in the back about <laughs> Slap. <laughs> anyway, uh, moving on. Uh, what else? Elizabeth Warren has called for an uh, ab- no, abolishing the Electoral College. Folks, why is she? What are the Democrats doing? They've lost their fucking minds. Ralph Northam is still the. All these things they tell you that they will not abide in evil conservatives. They, they, they don't even tighten up in-house. She said she was an Indian to get preferential treatment in the hiring system. An Indian. I, I can't believe how utterly devoid of any sort of core ethic that party has become in the name of seeking power. And you can say, oh, you're paranoid, you're... No, no, folks, stop and listen, even if you're in the most ardent Democrat out there. Why is she not weeded out at this point? It's the very antithesis of what you say you advocate. She faked being an Indian. And you know what? Here's how bullshit it is now. People will type in and say, quit calling them Indians. See, that's where they fucking are over on that side of it. They'll point out Indian, Native American, like that matters to people who are either Indians or Native Americans or whatever they want to call themselves. Like that traumatizes them. You are letting her run for president, and she wants to flip the Electoral College over. And you know what? If there's some way for us to all vote on that, either popular vote or electoral vote on whether to flip over the electoral vote and it comes out that way, fine. But I don't want jerk-offs who lost, who are losers, 
They don't want the left bringing it up. They just got their Donald Trump, the host of The Apprentice, is the president of the United States and doing a good job at it. And they can't believe it. They can't believe they lost. Do they not have any shame that they wouldn't see that? Well, I, I don't even know if half the country does know. You think even the half that was on their side would say, oh, come on. We can't flip the whole thing after 250 years just because we lost. Hillary was bad at it. But there's no self-awareness over there. They've lost their sense of irony. Well, well, forget hypocrisy. What about the Dems always prided themselves on being like hip or you know forget the hypocrisy part of it what about the hip part what about the get it part i can't believe that they're so in lockstep that somebody out there just doesn't say well this is silly this woman can't be our president she she lied right out of the box <laughs> unbelievable she's not an indian and uh you know i can tell looking at her doesn't look indian to me <laughs> I know that's from another time and planet and there. That's wrong, too. Her her saying she was an Indian to get ahead, that's not as wrong as you saying. You know why I don't think she's Indian? Uh, because her hairdo looks like uh, Miguel Indurain's bike helmet as he hauls <laughs> his ass up the Alpe d'Huez. How's about that? And uh, yet I'm the bad guy. So she wants to get rid of the Electoral College. Yeah. These fuckers want to subsidize every college except the Electoral one. Yeah, in the same breath, they'll say, let's pay for kids' college and get rid of the electoral college. That's the only one they have trouble with. And I'm saying that we need to pull together two diverse things, the electoral college and the college of cardinals, and have posters having a penny raid. <laughs> That's all I got. I've got the electoral college going to the final four, by the way. <laughs> I think I did that joke once. On I think the, you on the College of Cardinals. Oh. Well, I said I, I'm telling you, Pete Carrill did a clinic there. <laughs> the College of Cardinals showed him how to work the backdoor play, and it doesn't matter that they're all five eight Italian cats. So not only do I come late, not only do I phone in my entire performance, I steal jokes from you. Yeah, you're well, welcome. Listen, all I ask is you phone it in on a current phone. I mean, you're phoning it in on a rotary phone when you start eating a sandwich on the air. Christ, that's that's like Eric Estrada called. Wasn't Eric Estrada eating a sub sandwich? Well, he whizzed at a urinal when he called in once. That's yeah, he sound going. He on. was he was peeing with no hands, and uh, I connection. believe I believe he had a po' boy sandwich. Well, that connection had more clicks on it than a Ubangi marital spat. <laughs> People always wince at that joke, like they think it's racist. Am I missing the point? Uh, I mean, I think they're missing the point. I always thought that was very funny. I, yeah, I funny. think it's like a funny reference, but yeah. I don't see what aspect of it is uh, racist when you think that every time you see a special and they start talking, it, it's... Uh, and I always think, wow, that is so wild. What would a debate show be like there? But then I thought, no, there's no overlap there. People aren't screaming at each other trying to have a debate. So I thought, what would be a place where the clicks would overlap and just become cacophonous? And I thought, well, a spat. And then I looked up. I thought, well, who who specifically talks like that? And uh, it, it was a, a tribe called Ubangis. Maybe people don't think Ubangis is truthful. Could that be the wins? Maybe they think that they don't really talk like that, or they think you're making fun of them for talking. But I, I think it's... But they do talk like that. Yeah, right, exactly. 
Have you ever heard of Yubangi Dolphin? I have not. Ah! Although I did, ah! although I did have a friend in college who fondled a walrus. <laughs> Here's my George C. Scott impression. Fa, flying bee, the ball kills. The ball was bad. <laughs> Fa. I'm drunk. <laughs> Don't make me hit you like Trish Vanderveer. Fine B. The ball kills. The ball is. <laughs> what else is up in the world? Let's talk about some more Democrats. Uh, Kamala Harris has gotten an eight point bump among Democratic White House contenders. Uh, Joe Biden still not having announced. Uh, he's in first. Uh, Bernie's in second. Kamala Harris third, and Better O'Rourke with the smashing success of his rollout last week. He's a fourth place entrant out of I think fourteen. I think they'll run Hillary. You know my choices. I think Hillary will come in, but I would have to say in the second slot, I'd have Kamala Harris. Um, she just checks boxes for them, and let's face facts: it's not about a meritocracy anymore. It's about checking those boxes. Uh, she's a uh, Hipster, she's black, she's a woman. Um, Cali, right? Yep. California. That she's might from out here. Because they know they've got California wrapped up. I, I just think Biden ought to start wearing old man sunglasses. Listen, fuck. <laughs> you're, you're 83, brother. <laughs> what are you out there? He's, do you see the shades he's wearing? I did, yeah. Huh? What are you, Peter Weller? <laughs> you can't hip it up, brother. Everybody knows you're 80. I believe uh, in uh, the beloved sci-fi miniseries V, when they first, the, uh, the visitors first come and visit, those are the sunglasses that the alien <laughs> lizards have because their eyes are too sensitive to the right. sun. Right. But Biden, he's got the, uh, the two sharp, you know, he missed plugs by one. <laughs> Folks, I've got, I've got close to 5,000 plugs in my head. I'd be as bald as Alan Rakins on L.A. Law if I didn't have plugs. So it's not like I'm speaking out of school here. And but I I jumped onto the merry-go-round at the right moment, and uh, you know plugs McKenzie he got in one evolution early, and he's got a little bit of uh, there's some disease where uh, or phobia Christian we've talked about it before I think I have it where tiny organized rows of geometric shapes disturb you. Do you know that? I know we've talked about this. Uh, well, his head, his, his the, the front of his head has that. It's like um, he went in one evolution too early, and as he gets older, he can't get plugs now. Although I think counterintuitively, if he really wants to hip it up and be a kid, he should do a Instagram story about getting hair plugs tomorrow. <laughs> and if I was him, I wouldn't use his head hair. I don't think that's a good donor site anymore. Dare I say pubic triangle? Yeah. I mean, I, I and think. then he looks like, uh, you know, eventually he looks like Robert Reed after after uh, Brady Bunch when his hair started. To... I was wondering at what point in Robert Reed's life you were about to reference. By the way, the fear you're talking about is tripophobia. Yeah. Well, I have that, and that's Biden starting to. So I, I, he had to get off the hip thing. At least Sanders, you know, lets you know he's ancient. But yeah. Hmm. What could do Sanders in? I can't really see it, so I'll give him that. Uh, he somehow convinced the kids that, uh, as I said, there's a great hay to be made today convincing young people that you don't need money to be rich. And right. that's, well, that's how Sanders is making his living. I'll give him that. That's genius. 
to be able to pull off that uh, trip to discophobia. <laughs> what is that? Fear of 13. That is indeed. Yes. Um, so I don't know what could do Sanders in. Uh, I think his wife has some problems with a community college or something, didn't she? Yes, I, I forget she exactly what that was. Or but, something yeah. they overcharged on some uh, arugulas. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny that arugula and arugulas both share the same root, and they're both the unhealthiest and healthiest food on the planet. <laughs> What'd well, you have for dinner? I had an arugula, arugula salad. Or wait a second, Christian. Hi, sharks. I'm looking for an $85,000 investment for 15% of my home delivery food company, arugula arugulas. <laughs> Savory arugulas filled with the life-sustaining fern that is arugula. <laughs> Do you have numbers? Uh, we're in pre-sale. You don't have any numbers? No. Um, who else is in that group? Biden, Sanders. Can't really figure out how he'll go. Yeah, he I mean, and, the guy. The, you know, the, the, the dirt that they try to dig up on him is that he has three houses, but two of them are in Vermont. So it's not like, you know, it's not like he has a, a villa in the south of France. And he's a, he supports hey, wait a the, second. Vermont is nice, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm saying it's... I think Vermont is the sort of place where when you're, when you're broke... In one of the big five states, you get you go online and look up real estate prices there, where you say, "Look what we can have for two hundred fifteen thousand." Yeah. Where you know, meanwhile, that's your gardening fee each month in California, but you go on there and you you know they have a picture of a mini Taj Mahal made out of logs that you can buy for a hundred. So um, you're right. Maybe that's not the. Maybe and, it's not all that. And right. because you know, because of the kind of uh, constituents that he has in Vermont, he has to support the NRA. And I don't think that, uh, or at least at least him. gun ownership. So I, yeah, and you just hit the poison pill. That'll do him. Yeah. Um, also, I think that you know, I know they act like Trump's stupid. Who do you think would in a just one-on-one -on -one debate? And I think that's what Trump ought to ask for next time. He ought to say, listen, I didn't have the bully pulpit last time, but I'm the president. I'd like to have at least one of these debates, just me and him. You give us two hours and we'll thrash it out. Who do you think would be on firmer ground as far as economic matters? Trump or people like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez or, or Bernie Sanders? Don't you think when Trump talks numbers, you think, oh. Pretty, I think he's Wharton, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I think the uh, the career politicians will be able to at least fake it for a little while. But yeah, if you had like Beto or Kamala Harris, I don't think that they yeah, can I fake their way through that stuff. That surface yeah. like water and eventually find the fissure. So um, I think that might be what does Sanders in. I'll say Hillary comes in because somebody's grabbed her and who's smart enough. I think she has somebody f smart at the controls now. That's listen. The less of you, the better. I know that's a candid chat, but you're weakened now. Somebody put a sedato dart into your haunch this last time through, and you're you're circling the drain. So you have to take me seriously, or when I tell you, the more you show yourself, the less appealing you are. Stay out of the way. Become the least likely cavalry. Uh, cavalry. Was I always get the mountain that Christ was hung on with the the guys uh, in tying that's yellow ribbon. Cal. Now I'm going to get Calvary's it wrong. the place where christ was crucified yes and the cavalry is cavalry. what you call in yes well she's the unlikeliest cavalry but i think that's what they're working on in-house for her uh kamala harris i i don't know 
I, I think she'll be in the two slot, but and I think she could tomorrow, just between hatred of Trump and uh, she, the fact she checks boxes for virtue signalers, I, I think she could probably get 45% of the vote. That would be a tight election, but I think Trump would whomp her because I think he'd kind of knock her for a loop in the debates. I don't think the Beto O'Rourke kid has a chance. Uh, I know. And people are, hey, tape that! Can I tell you something? If he's in the next president of the United States, and please call me on the air the next day if I'm still doing this and play the tape and watch how little I'm, I'm embarrassed. <laughs> right. <laughs> Bigger Let's problems. do that move. Do you remember when I have people pulling out jokes I did like 30 years ago? So do you remember when you did this? Like, yeah, I didn't until right now, but I did, I did like that. This joke was antithetical to what you believe today. Everything in your life has changed in like, uh, when was I on SNL, Christian? 35 years ago? Yeah, 85 to 91. Um, so what is that? 20, uh, 34 years, years ago you started. Um, and you're supposed to be... I, I can't believe I'm still not thinking that today. <laughs> 34 years ago. I'm not wearing some of the shit suits I wore that, too. I think there's a letterman where I'm in a purple suit with yellow sneakers. I think that, well, yeah, the sneakers, that was a choice. But I think a lot of the sport coats, because that's what we would see on Update, I think that was just the times. I don't think, you know, I don't think you chose all those sport coats. I, I feel like there there was must have been a wardrobe person. It was, so, uh, it, it was more houndstoothian than David Naughton on the moor in American Werewolf in London. <laughs> no, that's sweet. I just pulled that. Oh, you didn't have that front load. No. Oh, I love that. I just remember me wearing a hound's tooth, and I just pulled that. Now, that's nice work, isn't it, Jay? That's very nice work, kid. All right, so there's my career in a nutshell. You either like that or you hate that. Yeah. Or you, you actually think that I sit sit around and write those before. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do. On the off chance, Christian would talk about the jackets I wore. I yeah. So now I said that, and I have them all figured out here. It's like, it's like that foul ball. Uh, Albert Brooks is uh, the guy in the shit town says, oh, you want the high-paying local jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, where are the where are the cards in that box? <laughs> oh, that film's genius! All right, what else is up in the world? Uh, I don't have <laughs> for lunch today. What did you get? Uh, it was a uh, it, it was it was a muffaletta. I'm remember, I'm getting a sandwich, and I need some inspiration. Uh, Although I don't need any. You, you missed the beginning. Com. dot com slash Miller twenty five percent off. Oh, that's a nice deal. Well, they're our sponsor, and uh, I uh, tried the product this morning. I told you I was guided by Tamara Levitt, and uh, <laughs> not Joseph Gordon Levitt. No. Tamara, very calming voice. And then I listened to some uh, beautiful fairy tale music. They have a little part of it. You can listen to music. You can get uh, mindfulness meditations and targeted at different lengths. You were out getting a sandwich. While I was telling the uh, listeners about com.com slash Miller 25% off. What sandwich did you get? I, I don't know how committed I need to be to the bit now. Do I have to stick yeah, with the yeah, muffalata? Yeah, it's definitely. I'm, looking, I'm going to go out and get a sandwich. I'm, I'm torn between a gyro okay. and something more um, Italian subby. And I'm wondering, well, maybe since I'm on the fence here and the fence is buckling, trust me with those two choices, <laughs> maybe Christian 
<laughs> well, uh, tell me uh, what his sandwich is, and I might view that as a message. Well, I think above. the problem was that I got the seafood muffaletta, and uh, you know, you never really want to load up on catfish you before you go on the Christ, air. I've eaten with you. What are you kidding me? You make the Donner Party look like vegans. <laughs> I know you didn't get a fucking muffaletta. What, what, no, what that was, was my appetizer. <laughs> did anybody in the studio see this? I don't know why you won't reveal the sandwich to me. Is it something anti-Semitic or something? <laughs> I had a hollow. <laughs> Yeah, so it, you know, I look. Jewish. I I went to Arts Deli. Jews and Arabs share bread. Do they both eat challah? Uh, they do. Except I think one of them calls it holler. Well, it's such a it's such a basic thing, the bread of life, to agree on. It doesn't strike you funny when they disagree. You know, they draw uh, lines in the sand about so many specific issues that it, that it, who would share the stuff of life, uh, but. Um, maybe they're different. If anybody just, out there is listening and you know what bread's Jew fav- Jews favor versus Arabs, drop us a line. <laughs> well, you know what? This is a great transition of something I wanted to let you know that now we actually can have people leave us voicemails. No. We have a few we can play. And look at this, uh, listeners. do that. What am I doing? Christ, I'm hung up here. Denizens. That's right. Everybody out in the audience. <laughs> is that what you're calling it? Well, just to you know, call back to like five minutes ago. Uh, I won't do it again after today. But uh, it's a very familiar number. You would call 866-509-7268, which, yes, those last four numbers do make it spell out 866-509-RANT. Oh, that's what we used to do on the radio. Yeah, it's the same mailbox. And uh, we have a few well, selections. A couple. Yeah. I, I always... The muffaletta stuff was gold. This, no, no, but the stuff always comes up when we're in the... It's like the horses see in the barn, and you go, by the way, Dennis, did I tell you about the cure for cancer we found under the desk here? It's a muffaletta. And uh, muffaletta was the name of the little girl on uh, Family Affair with Brian Keith. <laughs> uh, I've, no, no, that was her doll. Jody, Buffy. Muffy? And then there was a chick who looked like the chick in Imitation of Life. Oh. Have you ever seen Imitation of Life? No wonder black people were pissed off. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I'm saying that the, the whole thing is built on the the uh, noble housekeeper's daughter rebuffing her, uh, you know, spiritually beautiful mother who's black. But the daughter's white. She couldn't be more white. Have you ever seen it? That was uh, the one film in film class in college that I was uh, too hungover and I had to go yeah, throw oh, up in the I'm bathroom. Sorry. All of a sudden, you, you yeah. know why you were masturbating to Lana Turner and the postman always rings twice. Hey, that time she rang four times. Julie Garfield is beautiful. And I saw Julie Garfield <laughs> against Carmen Basilio at the Old Garden in 1946. He was a thing of beauty. So... I have three voicemails. Would you like the crazy one first? Yeah. Okay. Is it hateful? Uh, it just doesn't make any sense. Well, I'll move it to the front of the line. Okay. So That's we believe this person's name is Jamari. Jamari, if you're in the 916 area code. Did you say Jamari? Mm-hmm. Slowly I turn. <laughs> step by step. Inch. It's like Shemp when they used to say Niagara Falls <laughs> in the studio. Go ahead. Voicemail two, please, Lindsay. <laughs> we have three in your floor to go. Yeah. 12.20 p.m., March 19, 2019. Jamari, I'll second oh. record. Warning, still trying to zero up. And I'm missing two Wait, of them. Pause for a second. First off, anytime anybody goes completely buttoned down on the time and date like mm-hmm. that, yeah. 
Uh, they're like G. Gordon Lady. This guy's got his hand in a flame as he gives us this message. Go ahead. Eight years, one month, 27 days after the fact, 9-11 fairy tale, other false flag narrative, BS, continues one more day. Top cop Sherlock's aren't going to give you any information other than a fairy tale storyline and encourage you by pointing a gun in your face to send them a paycheck. Well, they screw you. Top cop agencies have been moved to the Midwest at higher elevation. It's not for fun. You need to check out Just my earliest call on this. Yeah. This is a guy who is not salaried at all. It's strictly commissioned. <laughs> That's how you yeah. get this pissed off. Yeah, I think you're probably you're right. Strictly yeah. commissioned. Go ahead. <laughs> 2019, as well as uh, well, we didn't have to Dial Foundation, over. most recent presentation for 2019. And uh, you'll get some of the uh, information that you need to make a informed decision. Mm-hmm. You have the right to self-determination, but if you're <laughs> led the wrong direction, it's tough to navigate. So if you when want to do it right, you got to do it yourself. When, when I was in high school, when all the AP kids jerked off, they called it self-determination. <laughs> <laughs> we just called it wanking. Yeah. Oh, come on. You know I was AP. Yeah, of course you were. Fuck. Is there ever been... Do you like the cut of my AP jib? Ladies, I'm a brainy one. Play it again. Give your uh, countrymen a heads up. You've got a PA uh, system. Use it what, that's or lose guy. it. Are you talking about the PA? Get rid of the mob. Various factions got to be <laughs> turned into dust. This is what I sound like. <laughs> That's my show. We're we're actually playing your audition tape from uh, SNL in 1985. <laughs> and then right up here, I do my Jim Neighbors. <laughs> oh, all right. What's the other two? Well, the I next one ordinarily. I don't even been... know if I find that crazy. The guy might just be entertaining. I can't do that. He's crazy. You know, this is the thing. Is you get older in life, you find out that. Everybody has a crazy side, don't they? Oh, yeah. Don't you see, like, people that have the weirdest, uh, like Pete Carroll, the, the coach? Sure. You know how nice he is, right? Yeah, he did our radio show all the time. The show. Yeah. And uh, he might have left USC a little quickly. Indeed, there was a roadrunner cloud going off into the distance. Hey, there were, that shit, there were some questions, yeah. Smart guy. Uh, but then there's blind spots. He doesn't give the ball to Marshawn Lynch on the one. <laughs> And he thinks that the the World Trade Centers was an inside job. Now, you can't say he's crazy. He's a super nice guy and super bright and competent, and he gets it in certain ways. I talked to him once at one of my shows, and he was funny and cool. And then he's got that big thing. I think the key to life is seeing what is your big blind spot, like being brutally honest with yourself. And I'm trying, well, what would I say my big blind spot is? Um, I guess in current days, but then this would be looking at my blind spot through somebody else's subjective view of my blind spot would be that I don't think Trump's Adolf Hitler. But at least I stop once and go, am I missing something here? Because, but he's, he's nothing like Hitler, right? No, he's much more handsome. <laughs> <laughs> well, a better painter? Whenever they say he's Hitler-like, all you have to do is say, well, wait a second. I, I just can't blow through that. What are you What are you talking about? You're You're saying that at some point you believe he's going to systematically liquidate six million of his fellow human beings, and they always get pissed off that you point out this foolishness of that, and they go, "I didn't say that." And then you're left to go, "Well, what What other Hitler peccadillo were you focusing on there? The shitty mustache, the bad house painter reviews on." 
Craigslist? What? Dur Yelp. <laughs> Dur Yelp. Wait a second. I'm going to invent something. Drop the mic. <laughs> Think you hurt yourself on that Fuck one? No, I have these headphones on. Uh, oh, I, I did drop it. Um, it was worth it for the bit. Uh, and Lee Strasberg said, "I said, should I think of a time where I imagined that I dropped the mic?" He said, "No, no. Take it back further. Weren't you a baby ever? Didn't you drop a rattle? Isn't the mic just a rattle? Drop the mic rattle." And I said, "I can't. I'm too worried." looking at the mobile hovering over my head <laughs> thinking that's gonna come down <laughs> and fucking calder my frontal lobes what the fuck that's a toy can we get that out of here all right well we're orbiting. well uh listen to oh now i she's laughing so hard can i claim harassment because i She's harassing you by yeah, laughing I off think a mic. Little bit. You know, her mic is not even on, and you can hear her on my mic. And we don't sit close because, you know, All right, litigation. Just that, Christian. I told you. I want everything documented. Yeah, it's well documented. <laughs> uh, speaking of uh, babies, and we'll get back is to the voicemails. Over? Well, yeah, I wanted to let you know. Is my, this, my daughter well, walked for the first time the, yesterday. Uh, this is like a S seminar. I've got to piss into a flask. Let's wrap. All right. No, no, go ahead. Let me hear these other. <laughs> So you just I brush a over. cloud moving in up here that's so dark. So we'll just move past my daughter's first steps in life. Okay. So instead. Oh, wait a second. We were doing this again. I said what? that. Your kid walked. That's right. She took three to five steps and she kept trying know. again. Did she get called for traveling? <laughs> uh, no. So because, she could uh, play point guard in the current, uh, <laughs> currently constituted NBA. Yes, uh, but uh, she wasn't called because uh, that guy, uh, Donahue, was the uh, ref. Jeff Donahue. Yeah. Tim Donahue. Oh, yeah. I couldn't remember his first name. Sorry. Uh, who's the tall, thin guy? Dick Bavara. That sounds right. And uh, Mindy Rudolph. Dick Bavetta. Dick Bavetta was the tall, thin, Ichabod Cranish guy. But I've got a super dark cloud moving in here. But it's actually sunny. It's just my depression. <laughs> you know what's going to Edgar Allan Poe, the black dog has arrived. Well, I've got something that's going to make you feel better. Be, wait, wait a second. Wait a second. I'm uh, scoring left and right oh. here. I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> I, I didn't. Sorry. <laughs> you have to hit the bell when you score. That's Remember? That was the arrangement we had. I <laughs> <laughs> uh, forget what I was going to say. I'm reading Mike Wallace's uh, biography. Oh. And he's so depressed at this point during the William Westmoreland trial. And then he's been such a prick to people. <laughs> they almost feel it's like some um, symbolic, you know, Dante's symbolic retribution. I, I can't imagine how the people who he lit up were, were orgasmic. Yeah. <laughs> they must have, there must have been some force in the universe that said that he, because the guy could not be lower at this point. He's in the middle of the trial, his wife who's an old friend of his who died, uh, killed by a sniper uh, in, in a battlefield. He was a courageous guy named Yates. Um, he, Mike ends up marrying his wife down the road. So it's one of those used to be friends, used to be my wife's, uh, my friend's wife. Sure. And then he ends up with her and she's been married to him for four minutes and she has to get him out of bed and dress him. And that, that is aphrodisiacal for women, by the way. Sure. Yeah. When, you know, you're on your honeymoon and uh, they've got to put your pants on for you. 
they love that. Um, anyway, go ahead. So uh, something that'll definitely cheer you up. Uh, ordinarily, this would have been the first summoning noises, but I've got some sort of post nasal drip, and I'm literally I, I know periodically. Is there a way to? Hey, can we take that out? Can you talk to George Martin and see if we can dub that out? Well, post. You know, we always put a wall of sound in on every installment of the Dennis wall Miller of option. Phlegm. <laughs> you're um, you're so not your letting kid, me get. Yes. Uh, and I find it interesting that your uh, your kids' uh, first three steps were taken out the door. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go look for an old man who's a little more liquid. Yeah. So uh, you know you're getting paid in mallow cup money from Dennis, and I need a I need a I need a. She anyway, no, she walked right into CAA. <laughs> so what, tell me about tell me listen folks I'm t- I tease Christian not about this but other things. No, um, <laughs> he has the two most Christian put a picture up. Uh, sure. No no that. no. It's if, a weird world. I, I post uh, pictures on Instagram. If somebody wants to follow me at Christian DMZ, you'll see pictures of my kids. The most beautiful kids in the world because Christian's married to a Hawaiian Chinese Japanese Balian woman. I don't even know what she uh, is. I think you met her like Mike Wallace. She was married to your friend Gauguin <laughs> at some point. Paul Gauguin. She was Salmon's wet nurse, I believe, when I met her. <laughs> it's a little inside for real longtime fans of the show. But uh, she's a beautiful dame, and Christian is, uh, well. I think you once called me Ben Grimm's homelier cousin. Yeah. yeah. Well, Christian worked Charles Lawton's off days at the Bell Tower. Let's say that. <laughs> when, he, when he couldn't double out. Uh, and by the way, when you're ringing the bells uh, at the Tower of Notre Dame, do you wince when somebody comes up to bring you your slop food in the bell tower on Wednesday and says it's hump day? <laughs> yeah, that's our word. You don't get to use that. <laughs> you're culturally appropriate. Yeah. So anyway, what else was? Well, there? what else is really important before we wrap is there is a I voice. There was two other voicemails. Well, yeah, so I was going to say there's a voicemail from someone who loves you, oh, and uh, so this is Paul from Hang on. Hang on. San Francisco. Put a robe on. <laughs> voicemail number three, Lindsay. She doesn't want to play it. That big smile on Dennis and Mickey's face made me feel like a kid again. I was eight years old when Disneyland opened. It takes me back to. What a magical time that was, how on television, you know, back east, the only way I was going to get there, uh, it just took me to, it transported me to a land that uh, was fun, it was magical, it was exciting, it was adventurous, it was everything, you know, an eight-year-old wanted. And uh, I miss it today. Take care. Well, I'll tell you what, I'm not kidding here. And I know everything comes out of my pie hole on this show just due to the drill is a sort of a post, post, post. <laughs> I got a little choked up when I went into Mickey Mouse was there. He looked up right away. And, you know, it's, you know, well, I'm not even going to do that drill. It's uh, it came over and hugged me. And I thought about being young and watching the wonderful world of color. If you can believe that, that's how far back I go at age 65. Walt Disney Saturday Night Show Christian was called the Walt Disney's Wonderful World of Color. Now, you know, TV's all color now except TCM. But imagine that was such a thing at that yeah. time. They were just perfecting it. I remember they'd go, the world is a carousel of color. 
magical. And uh, when I saw Mickey, I thought back to sitting there in my feety jammies, and uh, it, it did choke me up a little. And I'm wondering now if it choked up your wife's former boss at Mad Men. Oh, yeah. Because, because including... Carousel is the most stunning episode. Yeah. And that word was so prevalent in that. Maybe he sat there indeed that the high point of television to me, the Carousel episode for Mad Men. Yeah, no, he's a he's a big. We're talking about Matthew Weiner for yeah. people listening. Uh, he's a, a big fan of old Disneyland. I mean, there's an episode where Don and his kids go to Disneyland, mm -hmm. and and that's when he first is with Megan. But uh, yeah, it was uh, just the researching it. It's a, he's a very well versed, and yeah, he's a huge uh, Disney fan. Yeah. He grew up out here in L.A. Well, I too. So to see Mickey and uh, and to say, hey, wait a second, Goofy's a dog, right? And he's <laughs> and I said, but his pet is a dog, Pluto. Does anybody in the hierarchy have trouble with <laughs> And of course, uh, Donald is dead to you because he said he liked the other Tales from the Crypt movie better than the one you were in. No, Donald's my guy. Really? Uh, I, 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 first comic I bought every month when I was young before I got to, uh, you know, eventually you start puberty-wise, you're over with Nick Fury and the Howling Commandos and that, but it, as a kid, uh, Donald Duck and his three Dewey... Huey, Dewey, and Louie. Louie. Uh, my favorite comic was A Christmas in uh, Shantytown or something. And Scrooge McDuck, uh, his vault, was built on this amazingly precarious... Uh, it, it was sort of like uh, in an undersea movie where the thing's almost off the cliff that falls down into the abyss. And uh, Scrooge McDuck's entire fortune was on this vault, and it was almost tipping over into the molten lime, and uh, he had to send a little tiny town toy tot train in to bring the cash out in little, like, 50 packs of 20s uh, so he could take care of Shantytown. And it was uh, my favorite comic as a little boy. So when I saw I, – I, I, I actually saw – Here's the weird thing about going to Disneyland when you're older. It does cavort you back to being a child, but you have to grab yourself and tell yourself you're not a child because there's nothing worse than you jumping in front of a line filled with four-year-olds <laughs> to get a picture with the duck. <laughs> so he had around 15, and I thought, well, I'll stay here and get a picture. And then I thought, no, there'll be a new 14 or 15 kids behind you, and then you look like the idiot, right? <laughs> It's true. Or you have your people they, go well, in and sweep the kids to the side. There'll be a kid that gets turned away because you got the picture with Donald. But uh, Mickey was uh, off on his own, so I was able to jump in there. And then I did, there was an empty moment. I actually waited to look and see if there was anybody near the teacups. They have a teacup you can pose in. I thought, make sure there are no kids approaching this because you're yeah. going to be sitting in a teacup. So I, when people, if you go to my Instagram, you can see me in a pink teacup. And uh, I just jumped in and out. I was there for four seconds, so I didn't bogart the thing for any kid. But uh, it does cavort you back. I can hear it in that man's voice, and I had the exact same thing. I was there from 10 in the morning till 10 at night, and uh, it was just uh, magical. And, I, you know, um, I was with my son and his girl, and uh, his girl uh, loves Disney, and uh, my son, too. But I, I swear to God, I was more wistful than anybody because I hadn't been there since my kids were kids. And it was absolutely beautiful. Thank you, Walt. And by the way, there's a brilliant, uh, brilliant biography of Walt. And I've been reading so many biographies. I don't yeah. know what that's about. But honest to God, I must have read 100 biographies in the last year. And I read one by Neil Gobbler, 
who wrote two brilliant books, Walter Winchell, although they ought to increase the type size on that book because I don't, I cannot find it on, um, you know, where you download a book onto a flat screen Kindle. But it's in hard copy, but the print is so tight it gives me a headache to read, but it's about Winchell. And, you know, Walter Winchell was the Internet before the Internet, quite frankly. And then he wrote another brilliant book called How, How the Jews Invented Hollywood about moguls and, uh, you know, studio heads and that. But his most recent, I believe, is this Walt Disney biography, and it was stunning, stunning book. Give it a read. Uh, two thank things. you, thank you, Disney, for uh, having me that day and reminding me, indeed, the happiest place on earth. Uh, and if people want to see that uh, picture, your Instagram is very easy. It's just at Dennis Miller, and the comic book you referenced is called A Christmas for Shacktown, which was published a number Shacktown. of times. But first in 1952 was the first time it was published. Oh my God, Christian! I can't believe. See, now that's the amazing world. He had to bring his money out in a toy train. That's where technology was then. He's yeah. riding the toy train on the cover, actually. Donald is. Uh, beautiful. My favorite. I used to call them Keats when I was a little kid. I couldn't say cartoon, I guess. So I used to say Keats. Now, ironically, when Trump fired Preet Jabara, I called him Cartoon Jabara. <laughs> so some, some wire, some Richard Reardon wire laid over another wire. <laughs> For that crazy best. <laughs> there have there, there been, there been a lot of interesting characters. Well, that, you remember periodically he'd say something, uh, they would be at a children's class or something, and he, uh, I might get it wrong, and I don't want to mortify the guy but he he definitely had some sort of Tourette's thing happening yeah which is bad when you're a politician <laughs> it's true it's very bad all right so your kids walking yes uh, we have one more thing is it worth listening to or should we blow dodgecom.com slash miller 25 percent off this meditation nap mindfulness beautiful array uh and like i said my Meditation. When did I? I've been meditating for around eight or nine months, right, Christian? But it I think so. Yeah. A little de rigueur, quite frankly. And it was like I used to hike the same trail all the time, and then I found that if I hiked it periodically, that the trail afforded itself to me in a new way each time, whereas it, before it was just become looking down at my feet. So I have been meditating. Uh, calm has come into my life in the last week, but it is definitely a way to embellish your meditation process. Because it gives you different, uh, oh, there's a myriad of different ways to do it. And at this point in my meditation history, I kind of needed that because I felt it was becoming a little boot campish for me. So thank you, com.com slash Miller. Do I get 25% off? I think you do. Do I type in slash Miller or slash me? I would say slash Miller just to be safe. You know, you know what the thing is about Hollywood? They love to build you up only to tear you down. <laughs> Like, Lori Laughlin will now be able to get a great table at her own last meal. <laughs> Have you seen... I can't believe that story. It's, it's crazy. But as she doesn't... For some reason, I don't find her as off-putting as uh, the uh, other lady. Who's always got her smart glasses on. And you've seen some of the things about... Uh, What's her husband, William, William H. Macy, Macy uh, yeah. talking about uh, 
the main thing I don't like in people is when they lie, when they cheat the system. Yeah. I mean, there's, it's like, is somebody calling them two years before and say, this is, uh, we're setting up an ironic baseline. <laughs> <laughs> Can we get you on record so we have something that will have people's jaws drop to the ground this, in a couple this, of years because it's so spot on. This will be a lot better when you play yourself in the movie, Bill. Right. And once again, you know, and when they say, what do you mean by that? Well, somebody like Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm, I'm, you know, I don't know. I, I guarantee you this. If Trump helped get Don Jr. and Ivanka and all them in the pen or Wharton, he wasn't fucking stupid enough to include an intermediary. <laughs> yeah. That was just one where he called and said, I've got a couple million. I'll send your way. Yeah. You, and, you, and you, uh, it can factor be, that in. It can be for a new library, but don't even build the library. I don't care. Yeah. He wasn't <laughs> hiring some jerk off richard brooks looking motherfucker who was uh calling up and setting up a fake crew team out in the valley <laughs> was that the gang who couldn't shoot <laughs> all right we good yeah well i want to let people know if to leave those voicemails again that number 866-509-RANT 866-509-7268 and we will play your voicemails hey on a leave lots show. of them folks and uh we'll do a whole episode on it i love I won't it listen to them until christian plays them for me and instead of him doing the q a and you see it's like pulling teeth for me or at least like alleviate drilling teeth and boys from no that wasn't a marathon man um Zell! Zell! Christ, that movie's creepy. You know who wrote that? I don't know if I remember. Goldman. Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid. Wow. And Goldman wrote the marathon. There's a lot going on in his head. Yeah. He, uh, <laughs> did marathon Man and Butch, Butch Cassidy. And a, uh, a shitload of others, uh, which I'm blanking on at the moment. But his adventures in the screen trade, folks, if you're out there, and you're a kid, and they always say, should I read Sid Field's screenplay, Art of the Screenplay? Yeah, maybe second, but you should read William Goldman's Adventures in the Screen Trade first because I think that is a a uh, pretty clear, clearly delineated map through the minefield that is Tinseltown. All right, I got a rock. I'm sick of acting wise. <laughs> <laughs> We're sick of listening. Yep. Good for you. That I respect. <laughs> Thanks for listening to The Dennis Miller Option, exclusively on Westwood One. Tune in to new episodes every Tuesday and Thursday on the Westwood One app, westwoodone.com, and on Apple Podcasts. And remember to rate, review, and share. Until next time, that's the show, and we are out of here. Hey there, this is Jason Stapleton, and on my show, The Jason Stapleton Program, you're going to hear empowering and inspiring conversations on life, business, and politics. Some people will say, oh, don't follow your passion, follow the money. Why do I have to choose? You can make money doing pretty much anything you're passionate about. You just have to find where the money is and then go after it. The Jason Stapleton Program is free and easy to get on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from the Westwood One Podcast Network.